And we're back. I'm James. This is the Blues Fan Podcast. Hi. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. I'm James. You're James. Hey, James. What's your uh, basketball record since spring break started? Nine and one. Oh, oh. What's the one? The lose. Yeah. Who'd you lose to? Daddy. Oh, okay. Just checking. Was this in the basketball court in the uh, in the basement there? No. It's spring. We were outside. Oh, you're outside. Good point. <laughs> Driveway hoops. Hopefully only one-on-one. Luke, James wants to know why I can't dunk. <laughs> it, you'll learn about gravity in fifth grade, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> weight dynamics. Yeah, gravity. <laughs> How was, uh, what, um, did you start school again today, bud? Yeah. But not at school? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to anybody? Mm-hmm. What do you think about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers? Uh-oh. Ah. Stinky. That's where, that's what the Patriots fans think, too. All right. Hey, thanks, bud. Good seeing you, James. See you later, James. All right. So uh, we have all kinds of sports to talk about. Um, all the <laughs> So what if uh, this is all happening because we let a reporter come on our show and it jinxed everything? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's it. The Kyman you know, reporter, though, not Coulter, right? <laughs> no, yeah, no, a Kyman reporter, you know? Like those weird off bounces to the dynamics of the world. <laughs> it's it's right. I really think this is a conspiracy to keep the GFP down. I agree. I mean, I feel like they thought we were getting too close to something. Whatever. Well, we're not gonna let it. We're not gonna let it hold us back, guys, <laughs> because we're here, kind of, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> staring at each other on a video screen right now. Yeah, Mike, explain to the listeners what's going on here. Well, we are observing all social distancing norms here. Uh, We are all drinking together virtually, um, all from our own houses via the wonderful technology of Zoom. So if there's any, like, weird audio delays, um, it's not because we've all grown awkward in, like, the last month. It's, It's like we're being patient with one another and, you know, there is a little techno- technological delay here. Yeah, and we probably sound really weird, which may be better than normal. I don't know. <laughs> if we sound better than normal, I'm going to be really pissed at all that goddamn equipment <laughs> I bought last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> what, are you, what kind of beer is that? I have got a um, – I am on uh, my second glass of Guinness. I cleared Grizzly Grocery out of their last uh, cans of Guinness right before St. Patrick's Day. So I'm just polishing it off. Nice. Mike, what do you got? Um, I'm drinking some some Woodford Reserve um, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. You're going to like that, right? Yeah, that's good. I'm still tugging on the Crown Royal Black that Brent hasn't been able to appreciate. 
Uh, yeah. You know what? I got I got a bottle sitting right next to me over here. So Miss Guinness is gone. I might I might pour a little myself. Hey, hey. Good call. Nobody's got to drive home tonight, so I figure you know, crack it out. Let's send it. <laughs> We're just completely hammered at the end of the pod here. <laughs> we'll see what people think. So uh, I mean, obviously. A few things happened in the sports world since we were uh, talking last. Um, the men Grizz basketball team won their first game at the tournament. No, they did. They right. They were supposed they to play, play their first game the day that it it uh, um, got suspended, I guess. Yep. Because they had a bye. Because they played the first round of games. Man, yeah. that was sad. I mean. At the time, I think I was ready for big events to be canceled. But I was really sad. I wanted to see the Grizz make a run. Yeah, and, I, you know, the way it first set up, too, right? Uh, NAU loses to last-seeded team Southern Utah. So um, the Grizz weren't going to have to face a team that beat them in the regular season. Um I don't know. It was, it was, and it was the stars were starting to align, and uh, for them to make a good run and do it. Unfortunately, just, uh, we'll never, we'll never know. I was gonna say, I just think it's such a bummer that their their kind of tremendous run of of championships the last couple of years ends without them getting the chance to defend it. You know. Mm-hmm. Although I still hold out hope that they're gonna be like, okay, in May, just play these games quickly. I want to march back nice. in June. What are the odds? What do you think? They seem low. Slim. <laughs> well, you know, if they would have held this damn tournament in Missoula, like maybe at that time we could have played it. Maybe. Yeah, man, it's it's a bummer. I mean, I think it, the thing the, the thing that initially frustrated me when they suspended the conference tournaments was the NCAA was still going on. So it was just like, okay, Eastern's in because they won the regular season. So they're the guys. And I was like, well, damn it. That's terrible. Cause you know, all the, all the big guys, the big 10, the PAC 12, all, you know, if you're the third ranked team in there, you're going to the dance anyways. But of course that then Northern Colorado and Montana were screwed. We weren't getting in. So I was frustrated for half a day. Of course, then the NCAA, canceled the whole thing. So a lot of not mattering, but such a weird situation. Yeah. I, I kind of assumed when, when schools or when conferences started canceling the tournaments that the NCAA wasn't going to happen. You know, there's just no way. Yeah. Just couldn't for all the legitimate bubble teams. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. It's too bad. We didn't just have a bunch of tests like a surplus and they could have just tested the teams before every game and said, all right, you're good. No fans. I don't care. I mean, we, we need some entertainment during this uh, period of nothing else to do. So, Mike, are you saying you wish the Montana High School Sports Association was running the NCAA tournament? See, I almost made that joke, but I thought, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> ooh, boy. Did you guys see the video of the Hellgate High basketball team after they were told the tournament's canceled? I saw a photo of looked like a lot of emotion. Well, they, I mean, there was like 
they just broke down crying. There, there was four or five of them just, just, just like fell on the floor and started crying almost. Didn't they cut the nets down? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it. Was kind of the funny thing was so that you know the wave of emotion because like Hellgate they lost last year on a buzzer beater, and so they come back and they make this huge run and they get all the way there, at, well, a game shy of it. And yeah, so after the initial shock, they, they they like hoisted each other up and started cutting the nets. And it was in it was in the brick breeding, right? It was in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so like Bozeman officials are trying to get them to stop, and they're like hanging on the net <laughs> or on the rim, cutting the nets. So at least they got to take something home with them. I love that. <laughs> they were the, they were like the prohibitive favorite. Like I I wouldn't mind just oh. being. Like, hmm. Do you think Hellgate wasn't going to win that? And who were they going to play with? Skyview? I think Skyview. Skyview was a villain school. They, wasn't that the closest game Hellgate had? Like, did they play pretty close yeah. earlier in the year? I don't know. The whole thing's kind of unfortunate. And then the fact that they, they kept holding out, holding out, holding out, and then they stop it the last day all across. The, I mean, just the whole thing's a bummer. Well, the guys are all there, you know. What's your sense? Do you think all of this has been an overreaction? No. Um, no. No. I think that if you look at any of the actually well-written science-based coverage of this, um, everything we're doing right now to stop the spread is saving lives. And I think it's hard to get it especially since it's not really prevalent montana yet hopefully knock on wood it it isn't and i think that hopefully some of the things we're doing are are gonna stop that spread but i mean just look what's happened in new york i mean if once it gets someplace and it starts spreading from person to person it's a pretty serious thing yeah yeah i agree yeah i I think it would maybe be overvaluing the import of of sports to say we're going to like gamble with someone's life like potentially hundreds of lives right <clears throat> well yeah. now of course you're seeing more and more of the stories of 20 somethings 30 somethings teenagers uh, and how bad the virus is this is impacting them more some are even dying it's just like that risk you you want to reduce the risk as much as possible so <clears throat> How are you guys occupying some of your time? Oh, my God. I've been busy. I mean, <laughs> first of all. What do you mean? What do you mean busy? <laughs> real estate didn't stop for at least a segment no. of the population. It, it was like, I mean, I sold some houses last week. Like, real estate didn't stop, which is a little bit interesting. Um <laughs> Do you think like people are trying to sell their homes before the market drops or something? Is that the thing? I mean, I don't know. First of all, I don't know that the market's going to drop the way people think it's going to drop. I mean, we could talk about, you know, the economics of everything and compare it to previous recessions, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, late 2000s. But I think that we just have to find our normal and work through it because there's, there's going to be a big segment of the population that still has their jobs in the same way. And they're still going to be kind of out there 
and you know we've been so so inventory strained that I think that there's some room. Um, but I think there's a segment of people that are just kind of taking that approach of like, well, I was going to move anyway. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. And this, like the Missoula market, this is, this is the interesting timing of, of everything that's going on is March, April, May, and June of our market and, and other markets like us are people that plan trips that are relocating in the summer. Um, those plan trips are postponed. No one's canceling, but so uh, it's it's everything just kind of seems to be on hold. So it's tough to really say if the market's going to drop. I don't. It, there, there's going to be some factors that are going to slow some things down, but with what we've been seeing with the exponential gains in home values because of lack of options to buy, if it eases that a little bit, we'll still see value gain, but maybe not at a um, unsustainable rate. That's probably a good. I mean, in, in the in the housing market uh, lens only, it could be a good thing, especially when it comes to people that want to buy homes and affordability and and that whole talk of everything. Yeah, it will be it will be interesting. Um, but I don't know that people are listening for uh, um, our real estate world. Um, I will say that just from the standpoint of kind of running a company, figuring out how to kind of build contingencies and unwind like business every day has been a really interesting, it's been an interesting week for me. Um, yeah. I, it's a perspective that I think that uh, people just have never thought they'd have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like you've this, been working in this, you know, shut down. Brent, mm -hmm. I imagine you, you've been working a little bit, but tell me how you've been playing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, thanks to FaceTime, I've been able to keep up the virtual walkthroughs of houses. Um, I, 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 with, with three kids and homeschooling, well, we're technically still on the tail end of spring break, I guess, or whatever, this week's canceled, but a uh, lot of games around the house, a lot of documentaries on TV, and, um, you know, the fair share of um, libations in the evening are helping <laughs> to get through as well. Fair. That's awesome. I feel like that's what, that my week is starting this week that way. I mean, it's, it, last week was interesting, too, because obviously uh, Paradise, you know, I mean, they shut down the restaurants last Tuesday morning, mm -hmm. so... It's just been a real interesting week in the Nugent household. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've, yeah, I've cooked more like recently than I ever have. Like, there's this restaurant called My Kitchen. You bring your own food. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the most you know, important the problem question, is, is though, oh, I was just going to make sure that you both had ample toilet paper. I don't. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so I talked to this lady today um, at Albertsons. Uh, I live up the Rattlesnake, so that Albertsons on on East Broadway there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Hey, you know, she's like this cute old lady." And I was trying to flirt with her a little bit. And I was like, "You know, hey, you look great today. Like, how are you keeping your energy up?" And you know, I'm trying to chat her up while she's scanning some things. And I was like, "Hey, I, you know, probably the." I'm the millionth person who who's asked you this, but 
you know, when is your, when's your store going to get some toilet paper? And she kind of leaned in a little too close for these times. And she's like, well, tomorrow morning, we're going to have some toilet paper. But like from 7 to 9 a.m., they're trying to like restrict traffic to elderly and people immunocompromised, maybe with physical disabilities. And, you know, so I was like, well, so should I show up at 9? And she's like, you better show up at 8.30, hon. <laughs> Stuff's going to be out of here. So no one will get this hot tip in time to swipe the TP. But I think I'm going to be there at 9 a.m. Uh, because I might be down to like six rolls. Do you think that that's just another way the baby boomers are screwing over the uh, millennials? Oh, add it to the list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're pulling up the ladder and the TP. But you know what? I feel like this is a unifying moment for where the millennials get to be part of all the older generations now because the freaking, you know, whatever's that you work with, Luke, daily in the Gen Z uh, generation who are out on spring break partying it up and then bringing all their disease back to Missoula. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I feel you there. I mean, millennials are now like having babies, right? And get like hung over easily. We're no longer. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so, Luke, what are you doing with your days? We have, you know, you made us answer this yeah. question. You said you're cooking in your kitchen. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to work you know putting my class online has been you know time, which is fun um but I, I actually did a bear tycoon started a fantasy baseball league because we've like really missed you know baseball but it is ken griffey jr baseball like the old super nintendo one from 1994 <laughs> mm -hmm. you remember that yeah so you can play it online, um, and some guy has like added the contemporary rosters from 2019. So you can pitch with like in Yankees pitching staff and stuff. Keep in mind there was only 28 teams in 1994, so it's not like all the MLB players. But Bear Tycoon found 28 different people to grab teams, and we've started like a fantasy baseball kind of like online league. So I've been doing that quite a bit. You got to be in that. Our buddy Dylan's got to be in that, right? That's the one he was drafting the other night. I don't think Dylan's in that one. Oh, he must be in another one. Okay. I'm just trying to think anybody else from the Mint family that we would know. Uh, Hot Take Nate is in it. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. have fun. But it's Good pretty fun. It's this kind of awesome. awesome. Well, I mean, you know, if we're short for content, because it doesn't look like any sports seasons are starting anytime soon, we will just start following your fantasy baseball team. Yeah. We, I think we're going to start Do you need play-by-play play commentators? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we actually do. <laughs> we might need to crowdsource some, too. It would be fun. Oh, man. Stay so, tuned to the Grizz Fan Pod Twitter for lots of updates on Ken Griffey Jr. fantasy baseball. Mike could be Joe Buck, and I'll be Booger. 
I was just about to bitch that you gave me somebody that everybody hates, but then you took Booger. So. <laughs> hey, nobody likes Booger either. <laughs> you guys see what Joe Buck posted on Twitter the other day? No. He, uh, I pulled it up. He said, I have good news for you. While we're all quarantined right now without any sports, I'd love to get some practice reps in. Send me videos of what you're doing at home, and I'll work my, my play-by-play. And so he, he's been posting oh, that's him awesome. play-by-play over oh, people just regular shit. <laughs> oh, I got it. That is awesome. <laughs> I, um, I, somebody sent me something today, and it's like a cycling play-by-play guy or commentator, so I have obviously no clue who it was, but there's like a bike path in front of his house where he's social isolating. And whenever anybody bikes by, he starts recording and giving like Tour de France inspired commentary of the people biking by his house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get there real soon. I will say, um, like, I think CBS, the CBS Sports Network replayed the, um, 2008 championship that I think Kansas won and uh, mm-hmm. Bill Self live tweeted it. Um, hmm. And I think that they should be do they should be doing more of that, you know, like replaying games and getting the coaches to, to, to zoom in or Skype in and kind of talk about it. I think they would get, I'd watch. Yeah. We're all yeah. bored right now. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> This is like the longest stretch in our lifetime with no uh, professional sports. <laughs> and and this is a time of year where it's it's March Madness and, and NBA playoffs. I mean, the, the all sorts of just amazing sports events occurring right now. Normally, yep. And then uh, what was it? NFL Network has all their NFL access is all free and available for all you can pull up any NFL game right now and watch it. All I know is yesterday I got to watch the uh, Niners Saints regular season game, which was apparently the second best game of the year. And then later on the uh, Super Bowl was on. So that was great. Hmm. I haven't really been watching too much. Um, Been picking off some old parks and rec. Um, Is there anything I should be watching? Yeah, Brent. Is there anything Luke should be watching? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, Tiger King uh, on Netflix is the documentary that everybody's talking about right now. Uh, started it last night, um, <clears throat> three episodes in, so I'm I'm not even halfway, but it, it appears to be uh, um, it's a documentary about a handful of different people that own a whole bunch of big cats and tigers and lions, ocelots. Uh, it, and these people, these people are crazy. They, there's um, one of them. It, the episode we finished on last night, it really feels like she probably killed her husband and fed him to her tigers. Um, <laughs> uh, millionaire husband. That's how she got all her money. And one of the other guys made a music video about her killing her husband and feeding him to her tigers. And one's in jail for attempted murder. Apparently, we I haven't gotten that far, so I don't know what the attempted murder is. Um, it's, uh, the, the characters and the stories and the videos 
are absolutely insane. And I've been catching a few documentaries lately. I think a lot of people a couple months ago were talking about the Netflix one, the Don't Don't F with Cats, which was a pretty wild one about basically some internet sleuths that tracked down a guy who was um, killing animals on Facebook, just terrible. And, and they like hunted him down and finally found him and he got caught and arrested. Um, and this one is the characters and the scenes and the scenarios and the way things are unfolding is so much more crazy than that. And it, it, it's just wild. So it, it's very entertaining so far. <laughs> I'm going to watch that like this. <laughs> it, it sounds awesome. What a great name too. The Tiger King. <laughs> what was the one? And then, uh, yeah, that was like going around about a month or month or two ago, like the cat one. Yeah, that's the don't don't. Oh, that's the cat. one you're talking. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, a guy like puts a Facebook video up of uh, severe animal cruelty, and basically a couple of people in a Facebook group pledged to hunting this guy down and they follow him and follow him. He winds up actually like he murders a, a person and then it turns into like a whole worldwide manhunt for the guy. And he's finally arrested in like Germany or something. And it's this big, crazy thing, but it's like this guy in Portland and a lady in Vegas, like committed to hunting this guy down when everyone else kind of gave up on it and finally got him caught. It was crazy. Jeez. Well, I guess we'll keep you updated on what we're doing uh, in that front, too. I'm, I'm hoping to start binging something soon. I don't know what yet. I will say <laughs> um, Hallmark did uh, their Christmas again this weekend, um, which, as we all know, is the best thing that's ever on TV. Um, I really think they're yeah. missing the boat by not doing it just constantly during this lock-in, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I will tell you that watching it um, in the middle of a social isolation crisis, whatever we want to call it, made me realize that they are not practicing proper social distancing. On, on <laughs> you know, it's just it's a different. It's a different lens. That's all. <laughs> Well, so speaking of some things that were uh, canceled, spring ball. Ugh. Ugh. Yep. Um, Where were we at in in spring ball when you know they pulled the plug? Well, they actually today would have been the first going. practice they actually missed because right. they had a like a kind of close to the public run through, I guess, right before everybody left for break. And they would normally take spring break off. So, you know, it'd be starting right now. And then two weeks from now, we should be going to Hamilton for a spring game. That we're, we're not going to. So, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting because, I mean, teams get a lot out of spring ball. And it, it makes me wonder if, um, if we get to a point where things kind of stabilize and they, they say it's okay for, for sports to happen. Um, do you think the NCAA loosens their rules and lets these teams like do spring ball in early summer or something like that? I mean, I feel like they might. I would hope so. You would hope so, right? I mean, yeah. If, I mean, 
most of them are there for the summer anyway. I don't. Do you, do you think though, <clears throat> because you kind of hear this level of fairness. And so the university of Montana and others, I mean, a lot of the big dogs can say, yeah, like our kids will be back June, June spring ball. Cool. But then Northern Colorado jumps up and down. Like we send these guys home. Like we can't pay for these guys to come back. What the hell are we going to do? So could you see something where the NCAA says, well, you know, it's not fair to all these broke ass schools. So just call it off. Cancel it. I no, could see that. I'm over it. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And you know, the, I doubt it would be a nationwide thing. I think it would be like regionally, it'll be more or less safe in particular places. So I don't think they'll let it all the a school come back until all the schools can come back. Yeah. I mean, maybe the tough, like maybe they give them an extra two weeks of fall camp. So like the guys can report in like, like late July, but my God, like six weeks of fall camp, that seems like a long ass time. Yeah. But I mean, the part of the problem is it's like they do spring ball and then there's player led practices all summer that they build on. And I mean, I would yeah. think especially teams that hired new coaches this year, like that's a real. Not in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, that's a real disadvantage. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. I think they'll do the best they can to be fair, which will probably be complete cancellation and like everyone will, everyone will have the, you know, will start rusty like everyone else. You know, obviously, like, it ensures that everyone's at the same plane, so to say. Um, but there will be so, a little bit of some inherent, like, like you talked about. So who in the big sky is the new coach? Northern Colorado, Cal Poly. Who else? Is that it? Any of you? No, no, no. Not any of you. Um, there's another one, wasn't there? Jeez, it's already, it's been a long time now. Southern Utah? Is Southern Utah got a nope, new coach? Nope, they got the same one. Uh-oh. Okay, so, well, I mean, so they'll be disadvantaged, but but I think if you if you drill down a little further, um, the veteran teams, the teams with a lot of juniors and seniors returning, that are a little bit more kind of ingrained in the system. Hi, James. Um... Um, there he is Uh, (laughs) um, they you know in in a little ways will will benefit from this a little better than these teams that are going to really try to work in a lot of freshmen sophomores or juco transfers because you've got a lot of guys that know the playbook know the calls know you know on page with the QB whatever know what the coaches expect so silver lining that could be a marginal advantage for teams like Montana. I don't know. I mean, I mean, if anything, I think as far as it relates to the Grizz, it, I think it really makes it tough for anybody to beat Cam Humphrey for the QB job. Oh yeah. Do you think they really lose a lot in, by not playing spring games? I know. I don't think they lose a lot by not playing the spring game. I think the spring game is kind of a fundraise slash, um, you know, engage the fan base type of thing. I think the spring practices and the film study of the spring practices are what they lose 
out on. Okay. The opportunity to kind of coach people up and, and install things and kind of help point out to guys what they're missing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, man, I, I'm, I truly expect all the teams to look super rusty early in the fall. If we have a football in the fall. Oh, Mike, you're so fatalistic. Well, you started it. I try, I try to be optimistic. And oh, my just, God. You're, you're just like, this is terrible. I hope we do. I, I mean, Listen, can you imagine? Oh. We've got a couple malaria drugs with a lot of promise. I think we'll be okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, okay. Wait, hang on. I'm going to hop in on this, though. But so one thing, though, is um, – <clears throat> A Bobby Houck spring camp has obviously a lot of layers to it, um, like an onion. But uh, it's it's not really designed to build the offense or the defense. I mean, there's stuff in there, but Bobby's spring camps are always toughness. You know, seeing who's the most badass, who can survive, those kind of things. Where then summer and into, into fall is playbook depth, things like that. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if Montana is going to look extra rusty. I think there will be maybe some more unknowns. You could see some things where most of fall camp, maybe even September, you've got the old Brent Wahlberg standbys, a couple of seniors starting that maybe shouldn't be starting. Uh, because there's a sophomore that's better than them. Uh, but then that, they'll, they'll get grind out in a few games, and then the sophomore or, or junior or, or redshirt freshman steps up and takes their job. The, I could see that. But I don't, I don't know if the girls will be rusty. I don't know. I mean, outside of QB, they've got some nice veterans. I mean, it's like the offense you'd think should be able to put some stuff together. I, it'll be interesting. You know, it's kind of it's been fun. Uh, the, the football Twitter account's been sharing summaries of each game, the the post game, it, not a new one, one that they did before. But today was the Eastern Washington game, and Cam Humphrey was QB then, <clears throat> and so I guess tomorrow will be the Portland State game. So it, it, obviously, it's a highlight reel, so it's a small segment. But watching that team that beat Eastern Washington and be a, a little bit of a scrappy part of the state as well, too. We have, we, it was the recipe that worked good for Cam where Marcus Knight, Nick Osmo were running the ball. The O-line was kicking ass. And Toure and Cam made life easy for him. So it, it was kind of fun to, to pull that up and watch that because it's like, okay, if that was Cam Humphrey, limited experience, just getting his feet wet, give him a summer, give him a fall, get through. He's got all the same weapons, but everyone's more experienced, presumably an O-line that's going to be just as good, if not better. It, it, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. You know, I'm interested to know if they can work out. You know, like gyms are closed, but can they go use the Champion Center? Hmm. I bet not. But it's not like a paid membership open to the public thing. Hmm. I don't know. Well, for instance, um, there was a report that Rand Paul 
um, he tested positive for coronavirus and he was working out at the Senate gym, right? Yeah. Like, are, I wonder if private gyms, is this considered a private workout facility? So they can still do team lifts in there? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, maybe. Boy, but didn't they say like all, well, I don't know, because aren't even team lifts under some sort of governing body of the NCAA for the amount of time you can spend together. Yeah, I think you're right. But I mean, and what are they supposed to do? Like, right now? Basically just so, say, oh, this- athletes who usually are used to having their whole life outside the classroom kind of in one way or another overseen by their athletic department, just like, don't talk to us. Like, we can't do anything for you. <laughs> Doors unlocked, go for it. Yeah. And if you don't go for it, you cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About <laughs> toughness. <laughs> RTD. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, of course, I, like, Mike, you can't let into it, though. I mean, um, today, the Olympics... Did they? They didn't make it official, right? But they're exploring postponement to 2021, or did they make it official? They haven't made it official, but I heard something on the radio today that's basically said that there's no way that they're starting on time, and it's just a matter of figuring out when they're going to go. Yeah. So Olympic Committee Chairman Dick Pound, awesome name. Awesome. Name. Um, uh but of course then I, I you see tweets pointing out that the olympics are scheduled to start 26 days before football so it's like your your timeline is shrinking and obviously easily also observable that the olympics brings people from all over the world together in one spot where football it's personally a bunch of guys that <clears throat> are just you know in our region so a little different um dynamic but if things keep getting stretched out it, i mean will we miss a month will we will college football start in october will it go through i mean I don't know, there's a lot of a lot of unknowns it, it, it's kind of a weird time what are they going to do about eligibility stuff so i think in, like I've, I've heard that in the spring sports basically they think they're just going to roll them over and there's there's definitely some things that would have to be worked out there because teams are going to be over on their scholarships and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. But what would be really interesting, guys, is if they took that approach and said to all these basketball seniors who didn't get their conference tournaments, like, yep, you get another year of eligibility. I mean, how cool would that be? <laughs> so we would have Saeed Pritchett back. Samuelson. Samuelson. Man, we would have – Deadman guy. And then I was going to say the two great transfers. Yeah. Kendall Manuel. Man, what I think would happen is the the transfer portal would be nuts. I bet it would. Right. Because all of these students planning on stepping into more playing time next year may not get it, but you would see some really, really good teams. In fact, if that were, if they were to let basketball eligibility roll over for those who chose to come back, I wonder if March Madness would be like the most competitive March Madness we've ever seen. 
it would be fascinating. Be. But I mean, the like other thing. Oh, it'd be crazy. It'd be, I mean, it would be it would be the the most incredible year of college basketball we've ever seen. For that reason alone, I think they should do it. But you know what's interesting is it would be incredible for like the bottom of the top tier on down. Yeah. But yeah. like the best of the best are still going to go to the NBA. So it's like those yeah. teams. It's not like you're getting your your first round draft pick back again. It's like that guy's still going to go to the NBA. So it would actually be awesome. Yeah, like all the middle tier bubble teams get better, while the elite tier teams probably stay like fairly elite. But I would rather take like a team with four, three to four awesome seniors and or like super seniors, mm-hmm. a couple awesome true seniors, than like a Kentucky with one future lottery pick. Yeah. You probably have like a record number of tournament upsets, underdog upsets, I would bet. Okay, so we're saying the coronavirus wouldn't be fair to the seniors who didn't get a play in their conference tournaments and March Madness and the NIT and whatnot. But would rolling over eligibility then just not be fair to all the other people who would be expecting scholarship in that next year? Well, I mean, I would think they'd have to grant an exemption on the scholarship part, but I mean, your playing time and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it it would definitely not be fair to somebody. And the question is, how do you do it? Which is why Maybe, I still again. I still say that they figure out how to do wrap up the conference tournaments in you know mid May and then do a freaking March Madness in late May and June. Let's just do it. Hell yeah. Oh, it's not going to happen. Now that no, it's about to it. happen. No, but, but like no fans, no fans. Like Mike said, like no fans, and everyone's tested. Make sure you can't play like with a fever or whatever, and you gotta show maybe a couple weeks in advance of proper isolation. And oh god, I mean, I guess like yeah, well, it won't happen. But before two weeks ago, would either of you have ever expected all of these sports? leagues to suspend play i mean could you ever have imagined it no no yeah no the reality is stranger than fiction for sure yeah it's, it's <laughs> but man it's 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 fun to think about a little bit <laughs> um well even if they did even if they did pick up conference even if they did pick up a tournament in may you know who would not be playing the uh, the lady Grizz. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Well, let's go there. <laughs> Once again, uh, managed to lose before the conference uh, their first game. So Shannon's zero and four in Big Sky. I mean, the Lady Grizz under Shannon is it zero and four? Yeah, zero and four in the tournament. Did, did they win one game? Anyway, it's not I good. Know. I mean, it's not it's good. not good. Um, yeah, so she's. It was kind of. It's, it's going to be an interesting situation because we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. But um, as we had discussed when we had Coulter on the pod last month, she's up for a contract renewal. Um, we were talking about she had a winning season, beat a lot of bad teams, 
lost to a lot of teams that are better than her, is now, what, 1-9 against the Cats, um, if not worse. And once again, lost lost right out the gate as the favorite in the tournament. So, um, but you're kind of in a big time of unknown. Everything's shut down. I mean, coach hirings are probably a little challenging. So, um, I don't know. Signs kind of point. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if she's uh, given more time at Montana. I don't know if it's fair or not. Uh, it's frustrating to see what's going on, but it, we talked about the tough position Kent Haslam was going to be in, and I think especially with everything getting shut down, it, it probably makes it even tougher. I, I don't see how a place like Montana doesn't – I mean, it's like you don't – that decision's tough to make anyway. You don't, you don't do that in the middle of this. I mean – Oh, no. Yeah. But then, yeah, timing. Like, you know, so you make the decision in July. Like, that's – although that's when Robin Selvig retired, right? July. Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? <laughs> no, there's probably not anyone, like – an assistant that could take over. They would have to go completely outside, right? I mean, Petrino, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Petrino's probably the only one that even comes close to having experience, but I doubt it. I mean, yeah, they'd have to. But if you made that move in July, <clears throat> like if by July, everything's back on track. I mean, that was, everyone kind of talked about that was Robin Selvig's strategic retirement was to ensure that that a, a, a wide search could not be done. Um, you'd probably have to smoke from within. Interim coach for a year and see how it goes. I, I almost think that they, Shannon's here at least another year, just there's too much going on on campus right now, I think. Yeah. To really like jump into this problem mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, too much uncertainty. Like, she'll be back. I think so. I think so too. I don't know if she's earned it. I mean, it, it, it like, all things Grizzly Athletics, I, I always try to be the biggest cheerleader possible, but. It's tough. I mean, and, and who knows? Because I, I, I also think back to Wayne Tinkle. What was it? Was it his first three years or was it his first four years were not great? That's a really fair comparison, Brent. And maybe it's a good defense of Shannon that, that we should be allowing. Because I remember, like, my wife would probably tell you that I had similar conversations about his first few years as I do Shannon's where it's like, I expected us to be better than this. What's going on? Let's see. Oh, they don't have, <laughs> they don't have very good historical records on men's basketball like they do for football. Cause Kristoviak was here. Was it 05, 06? Were those his two years? Give or take. Yeah. It yeah. I think so. It was either 05, 06 or 04, 05. And then Tinkle didn't really get things rolling until 09. So it was three years of not the best. Like, 
And then not everybody went to the tournament. So it was like, you're done in the regular season, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And to be fair to Shannon, she had some awful injuries float across her roster in her first three seasons, two, three seasons. Yep. So, yeah. Bring her back. Yep. She's our girl. Yeah. <laughs> I like calling her a girl, even though <laughs> she, she's older than me. But, yeah, she's our girl. Bring her back. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Other other Big Sky events, things going on in the sports world. It's NFL free agency time. How, how's, uh, how's the Niners doing in free agency? They haven't made any big moves, have they, Mike? No, I mean, they traded for the number 13 pick, but all right, nothing splashy. Didn't they have, like, a, one of their D linemen go somewhere else? They traded. Or was that the um, trade? Yeah. Wilkerson? No. What's his name? Buckner. Buckner. How about Green Bay? What are they up to? Um, signed two guys that were just kind of so-so. They they signed a ton of dudes last year. They have they have really poor cap space, and they've got three guys that are going to need giant contracts next year. So fairly quiet off season. Um, and saw a couple of their big budget guys um, go other places. So a lot of compensatory picks in twenty twenty one. I think they're going to have four fourth-round picks in 2021. Did any particular move in the offseason, like so far in free agency, like change the game for any one team? Or any particular team? Hmm. Well, obviously, like, Mike, you opened with it with James. I mean, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay is fascinating. I don't know if it makes him better. I, I don't, don't. Tom Brady wasn't that good last year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Tom Brady throws thirty picks. Next yeah, year. I would agree with that. <laughs> like and I think Arians will base his whole offense around him. But he'll find out what he does well. Yeah, yeah. I think Tom Brady makes almost any NFL team better. Almost. It'll be interesting. I mean, he's got a good head coach with Bruce Arians, right? I, I think a lot of people think Arians is a pretty good coach. I don't know, but he doesn't have the same weapons there. And, Tam, and like Tom Brady, on the tail end of his career so far, well, his whole career has always benefited from also having a great defense. So he does not need to go score. He doesn't need to put the team on his back and score 40 points a game. Uh, he could, but that wasn't always the need. Um, Tampa Bay's defense is garbage. Like, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. You know, on the other side of things, how would you like to be a Houston Texans fan right now? <laughs> how could they be so bad at gauging value of their own guys? <laughs> I mean, they did it to Clowney right before the season started. And then, I mean, it's like, holy cow. They should have first you know, reminds, of those guys. It reminds me of when you are in a fantasy football league and you send a bullshit to somebody and they just hoping they accidentally click accept. 
<laughs> and then you're texting all your buddies, veto the trade, veto the trade. Exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like someone sent over a late night drunken trade to the to the Texans, and it turns out their GM was even drunker. Accepted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrible trade. Yeah, so you saw your like uh, a generational defensive end get traded for a third round pick, right? Yeah, last year, and then what did they get for Hopkins? Third round uh, pick or something? Like a pick? Second? I mean, it was running back. Got David oh, yeah. Johnson. Oh, I got the running back. Yeah, okay. A well, running yeah. back and like a conditional pick or something, but it's like that's crazy. A running Whoa. back for one of the best receivers in the game. And what what's a running back shelf life in the NFL right now? Like top tier, like like the Rams just gave Todd Gurley away at twenty five, right? Like a, a running back, workhorse running back is good for what two three years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Your... Trees is well over his prime. Like yeah, uh, I mean some guys reinvent themselves. Frank Gore, kind of. Adrian Peterson's still trying to play football. I mean there there's the exception of the rule, but oof, man. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they'll prove us all wrong. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe. So what do you think the odds are that uh, Ryan Tannehill plays up to the contract the Texans or the Titans gave him? <laughs> I mean, good for Ryan Tannehill is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he did pretty good, but, I, again, like – Talk about running backs. The Titans' offense is Derrick Henry just running people over. And how will that continue? I mean, if if, they, if Henry's the guy, then the run game will help the pass game. But if he if he gets hurt, if he's ineffective, if he slows down, if teams find a way to scheme to slow him down, I don't I don't know. I don't really see Tannehill being that guy that blows the doors off of things. Speaking of Henry, four years. 118 million. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. Good for him. Cashed in. You know, I would say Ryan Tannehill has never been the best football player on any team he's been on. Oh, God. He was a receiver in college <laughs> yeah, until like his senior year at AM or something like that. It wouldn't surprise uh, me if he wasn't the best player on his high school team when he was a senior, right? <laughs> Like, and he's got a $118 million contract. Speaking of, uh, um, you know, it's always fun in free agency to kind of see some of the contracts and then hear the stories of, of, of what these guys have made and, and what their career's been. There's two interesting points that I came up last week. One is that Chase Daniel signed a contract to be the backup quarterback with I don't know what team, but – it's like a one year with X guaranteed and it'll bring his career earnings to like $37 million. And he's started six games in his entire career. I mean, that guy is figured it out. Bears. Yep. I mean, Bears. good for him. And he started like one game for the saints as Drew Brees is back up. Like a meeting was week 17. Um, so that's him. interesting. But um, according to some media reports, um, the biggest free agent bust of two years ago got released <laughs> this week, and that was none other than who? Jermaine Johnson. Oh, Jets released him. It's going to be really interesting to see where he ends up, huh? Stocks. 
veteran minimum somewhere? I don't know. I mean, he's made like, a ton of money. You got that much money? I mean, why not ride off into the sunset? Like, what? Like, he's he's 30 or 20, 30 or 31, right? So, I don't know. What more do you have to prove? Like, oh, hey, we gave you way too much money. So, come back and play for a, a fraction and prove yourself? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, the the competitive nature of people astounds me all the time, but if I'm Tremaine, I'm, I call it like, Hey, this is good. I got all this money. Um, I, who knows about physical, mental health, et cetera, but it's not going to get worse if I don't, if I just call it like I'd be done. You see, I think that the competitive nature isn't on the table. Like, and yeah. when you're not like competitive and trying to prove yourself, it goes one or two way, one of two ways, like you describe. You hang it up, or like some other people do, they just keep getting them checks. You know, he like line, yeah. he could find his way onto another NFL roster, get a mm-hmm. bunch more money, and then just not put in work and disappoint you, another team. Are you suggesting that um, Trey Johnson should be the Tom Tupa of cornerbacks? And just hang around forever in a day, or Vinny Testaverde. I support Tremaine in whatever he does, but if it was me, I'd keep getting them checks. <laughs> I mean, if someone's willing to pay you, why not? Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Because hey, Luke, do you know what Tremaine's? Do you know what Tremaine's middle name is? No. Mike, do you? No clue. Monty. No kidding. Yeah. Oh. How about that? <laughs> Speaking of other uh, former Grizzly players that may or may not be getting checks, where do you think Dante Olson's going to land? Do you think he's going to get a check? I think he's going to get drafted, but I think he's one that's hurt by all this scouts can't travel and stuff like that because all the pro days got canceled. Yeah, that's – I mean, I think – we talked about this before. What Dante needed to do was come to his pro day and run a better 40. No pro day. Uh, now we're seeing this, like, I'm sure you guys have seen this on Twitter. A lot of guys are tweeting out their own pro day. So we'll see what Dante does. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's stuck as a 4.88 middle linebacker. That, that, that's, that's hard. I, I, presume he's still draftable because they keep talking about the linebacker class is pretty thin so you'll have teams fifth sixth seventh round just looking at what we need to fill and i assume he'll be found there but um yeah this this type of shutdown and it hurts guys like him it hurts a lot of small schools i was shocked by that 40 because what what you see on the field isn't a lack of speed at all. Like, I don't know what the deal was, but I, I truly believe that he was going to shave at least a tenth off that 40 in a pro day. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, let me find this real quick. So he was graded out as a 5.5, which in the, by the NFL, which shows good chance to make roster or practice squad. And um, they talked about his strengths, tackling machine, good play diagnosis, good field of maneuver, st- 
space square, uh, races around the field, uh, good balance as a tackler, runs through targets, good lateral agility. So all good stuff, but then weaknesses, speed, uh, challenging angles, below average stop-start quickness, and range and coverage. You can't rely on him as a coverage guy. So, um, you know, these things that he could try to overcome in his pro day, he's not going to be able to. So I think it's going to hurt him where – where people are like, oh, yeah, he's a fourth, fifth round. I think he's probably looking at a seventh-ish round. But, you know, the thing I think about is I remember um, Brock Coyle uh, not getting drafted, and I was just gutted for the guy because I got to know the family a little bit. And in talking to his dad, so he becomes – the, one of the top few free agent choices as the one of you know the guys that didn't get drafted. So the teams all go out and they try to get the undrafted free agents. Well, the good thing about that is he had eight teams that offered him, so he got picked. So instead of just being drafted, like okay, it's the seventh round, Dante Olson, you're being drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Oh, you know what? You're shit out of luck, Dante. We got like six other guys. We don't like you. You're gone. See ya. Um, as a free agent, Brock Coyle was able to look at all his, all of his offers and kind of make a little bit of a strategic choice. And so, at that point, he went to the Seattle Seahawks, I think, right? Yeah. And um, because they were able to kind of dissect, okay, Seattle's got Bobby Wagner. They got a couple of dudes, but beyond that, it's a little eh, who knows. And Halfway through his rookie year, he's starting a few games, and then he gets an extension contract, goes to San Francisco, plays a few years. I mean, things worked out for the guy. So I, not getting drafted isn't the end of the world for Dante, and it could, it could work out to be the best because, I mean, both Coyle and Tripp, I think Coyle paid, what, one more year, two more years than Jordan Tripp, and maybe had a little bit better go of it. Yeah, had a little bit better go of it. Contract, a new contract with 49ers. Um, I mean, tough to say, but honestly, if it gets into the seventh round for Dante, the best thing might be to not get drafted and then pick a free agent option. Yeah, that's a valid argument. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really hoping to buy a 49ers Dante Olsen jersey. Hmm. Oh my god. Uh, well, I know the Green Bay Packers have their eye on him, but a lot of the Packers writers kind of gave up on him after that 40 times, so who knows? Because after the Niners kicked the Packers' ass, man, our running, all our linebackers look really bad. Twice. I don't know. We'll see. I don't, um, I don't know what else there is to talk about in the NFL, except that yeah. it depresses me that we're talking about free agency when we don't know for sure what's coming. But the other thing that I've kind of thought is it's almost incredible that they're signing these guys to contracts and they're announcing it's like two years, $32 million. And it's like unemployment's like 20%. (laughs) It's like, Oh my God. Like this world, like, Yeah. I mean, you, you, there's a whole route of this, especially the NBA side, right? Where 
the players are paying employees' salaries instead of the owners who have billions of dollars. I don't know. It, it, it's – keep saying it. It's a weird world. It's a strange time. Absolutely. Um, well, Anything else you guys want to touch on before we talk about – we had a lot of random questions from listening. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are hungry for Grizz, Grizz Pod content. That's obvious. <laughs> Yeah, let's power move there. Which ones do you want, Mike? You want eGrizz or you want Twitter? Um, I can do I can pull up eGrizz if you want. All right. We got like Twitter had some some good ones. Um eGrizz had what you would expect. Some great ones and some some fascinating ones too. But we did have a new scenario from CBA on eGrizz, so Oh jeez. I haven't been on eGrizz in like a month, and so I just went to look for the question thread you posted. The first thread I saw was something about is America overreacting to the coronavirus. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I powered through. You know, you know, like America is looking to Egris for its opinions on the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, hey, but you, Mike, will be pleased to know that they have deleted the recruiting subsection and now all recruiting updates on Egress is on the main board. Oh my God, I feel so heard. Oh my God. <laughs> because Chris realized that his traffic was dying and everybody who was arguing against me doesn't understand how internet clicks work. It's like they Truthfully, don't run like, businesses that use websites and actually look at this shit. You apparently monitored the traffic and no one was going to the recruiting board. That's what I'm trying and to say. And it was killing oh. conversations. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Right, I feel well, I got... so heard and so vindicated. <laughs> I need to go back and find those threads and tell each asshole individually <laughs> that they were wrong. Look how you were wrong. Um, all right. Well, I can hop into these Twitter ones. You guys ready? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brian Marceau with um, uh, the Cubs in the club uh, asked us favorite team colors. Give you give us your top three and your bottom three. Are we talking big sky? Should we just go big sky? Well, Idaho bottom, um, <laughs> Wyoming bottom. Who else? I mean, Carolina is kind of weird, but in a different way. The powder blue, yeah. Yeah. I don't like Idaho State's colors. Ooh, They're gold. It's like that that weird yellow is terrible. You know, Boise State's blue is terrible too. It's like there's a lot of good blues, and Boise is the worst blue of all. <laughs> is there a is there a purple that you like? Yeah, North Northwestern's got a solid purple. I can't help but when I see purple, I think of the Cup Bank Wolves, and I'm I just like you get that acidic throw up thing in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Syracuse, their orange is awful. 
Illinois orange and blue. Like it's such a terrible color combination. Oh, awful. Uh, like color combination, but Maryland always does weird things with their uniforms that bother me. Well, it's like based on their state flag or something, right? I hate I hate how bland Purdue looks. Sure. Mm. Well, just like Idaho, same same color scheme, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Brian needs to quit asking us questions because we just dunk on his team every time. Yeah. Now, what about your favorite color combination? Mm. I like. You know, uh, go for it. Oh, I, I was gonna say San Diego State. With the black and the dark red, oh, yeah. that that's awesome. I, 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 anything like dark colors like that, that's that's incredible. I love that. I was gonna jump sports. I really like the Oklahoma City Thunder's color scheme. I think it's flashy. Um, the Miami Heat's eighties. Um, Neon retro black and pink. That's that's um, that's pretty fun. I don't. It's not like a full time type thing, but it, it's pretty damn cool when they when they bust it out. Well, it's kind of like the the Giants kind of classic clean look. Hmm. Okay. Not ringing a bell. I think we're done with this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. Okay. Uh, Luke Rounds appreciates our social distancing. So shout out to Luke. Uh, awesome. There's no question, but awesome. Appreciates our, our uh, Curtis Wallace is wondering if an O lineman uses more toilet paper than a halfback or a kicker. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think so. <laughs> sure, why not? I, it reminds me, I, I have an ex-girlfriend, and she was telling me, I, I mean, I have more than one, but one of my ex-girlfriends was telling me how her uncles used to tease this chubby kid when when this, this guy was growing up, and they used to call this guy whole roll because his ass was so fat, he, he had to use a whole roll of toilet paper. And oh it's terrible. It's terrible, but you know, in theory, oh, funny maybe because it's true. <laughs> like directionally. Okay. <laughs> this is more surface area to cover. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ian Johnson is asking the real questions here. You're in charge of selecting people which will make the United States pandemic team in response to the coronavirus. Your only options are the current Big Sky Conference football coaches. Who do you pick and why? Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. The, the, so, okay. Big Sky football you, coaches. Like, one of the people... One of the people you pick for sure is Rob Ash, because I mean he might he might be full of, he might be full of shit, but he is going to be so inspirational. It's going to be like you're going to get these Corona tests, you're going to do it for your brothers, you're going to do it for the brand, 
I mean, he's going to be out there. He's going to be pushing this so much. It's going to be everywhere. You mean Ash, oh my God, the the Crown Royal Black is sinking into like, the air. Um, <laughs> Rob Ash, oh my God, no, Rob Ash would be terrible. Rob Ash would be the worst thing. Um, yeah, so Jeff Choate actually would be your choice. Um, <laughs> Bo Baldwin, right? I mean, because somebody's got to pay attention to like the modernization of things that actually look like. <laughs> yeah, Bo Baldwin. Bo Baldwin's your Bo brain. Baldwin. I think Bruce yeah. Barnum is your comms director. <laughs> I mean, but but okay. I apologize for the Rob Ash reference. I'm this is. I mean, good thing there aren't DUI checkpoints in my house because um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I mean, you gotta have Choate in there because like he's the cheerleader, right? Like he's gonna motivate everyone to go get their tests. <sighs> Man. Yeah. I, I don't I don't want him anywhere near the <laughs> No way, man. Because you can only have one of those types on your response team. You know, you need a diversity of quality trades. And your guy is Bobby Howe. He is right the best leader in the group. Maybe. I take your silence as a yes. <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? Echelon, sure. And then you need you, a smart you, analytical type, you know, like Baldwin. There's Baldwin. There's Baldwin. And then you need yep. someone who is more public facing, which is Barnum. Those are my three. <laughs> I think, yeah. You know, I think the guy you definitely wouldn't have would be uh, Coach Best from Eastern Washington because he just looks like an angry person all the time. Um, I don't know. And then, could you imagine Fennessy trying to do a coronavirus press conference? Oh, what about will we put the the bell ringer in there? No. <laughs> no. Give it your best, guys. <laughs> Ring the bell for the corona test. If the bell ringer would just say that his son has the best cure, and even when it didn't actually work, he'd keep coming. <laughs> Brian, you're welcome. Mason Petrino says, drink this hot water. <laughs> the bubbles are going to cure your concussion. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, Ian, that was amazing. Um, I don't... Uh, the uh, At insert clever name, <clears throat> ask if any one of us has had the DroughtWorks seltzer yet. No. I briefly did. Uh, I had a sip. I was at a, a party for the one-year anniversary for a studio gym downtown, and DrawWorks had their seltzer there. It was, uh, it was, it was good. It, it, you know, um, I, I liked it. It was more on the seltzer side. Big Sky Brewery has their seltzer, which is like beer with a seltzer flavor. This felt more like actual, like the white clock kind of type stuff. It, it was tasty. My wife liked it quite a bit. So, uh, to me, these seltzers culture, feel like half measures. Like if I'm going to drink, I want to drink like a beer. I want a stiff drink, you know, with some spirits in it. Seltzers kind of yep. feel like I'm only half committed to this event. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, last Twitter question. Uh, Thomas Martin, who replied with a like and I told him we need some topics, gave us five. I think we've covered a few. He's wondering who the next number 37 is going to be. I think it's going to be Jace Lewis. I mean, again, spring ball, you know, ruins us getting to, to have that roll out. Um, I mean, Jace Lewis makes the most sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's been kind of uh, – there's been a lot of talk that Robbie might not qualify because he was technically born in Colorado I didn't and uh, didn't go to high school in Montana. At the 37, I mean, yeah. I'd be cool if it was Jace. What about, um, you know, they used to give it, like, they used to have the senior pick, like, somebody who was younger and might establish a career, you know, rather than, like, the guy who's already playing. But then the last, yeah. like, six or so have been, like, handed down to, like, a guy who's going to be a starter next year for sure. Um, but, I mean... It'd be cool to see somebody like Deming get it or, you know, mm-hmm. some of the other guys from Montana who are going to be solid contributors. But, I mean, Jace, Jace is great, too. Like, I have no problem with that. I think the last the, guy they gave it to that had more than one year left was Carson Bender. That's what I was thinking, Luke. And, and maybe it was a Jake's poor guy had so many injuries after that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, so he also asked us the, the next number to be retired. I don't, I'll say eight. Oh, interesting. Just because? I'm going with eight. <laughs> it's a nice number. I mean, it's going to be easy to write. It's going to be Mariani's or Chase Reynolds, right? But if they no. Have done it. So it's like that's what I'm saying. Like those guys – like those guys had awesome careers and they didn't quite do enough. So it's like, it's going to take somebody. I mean, maybe when my boy Chris Brown wins the QB job and starts for four years and <laughs> championships, I mean, we'll all be on board for retiring his number. There we go. Hell yeah. There's your Mike, you, Mike, you need to diversify your portfolio a little bit because <laughs> you're all in on this Chris Brown guy. <laughs> uh, he also asked, what, what else does this team need that it doesn't have right now? Um, corners? I think we could use another corner, even though I feel better about that, I guess, than at the end of the season. I think we could also use another lineman. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never fail with depth at those positions. Like... That's a safe. That's a safe bet. Uh, he he asked us to discuss sports in isolation. I think we covered that pretty well. So uh, the other question that he had was, what needs to change for the Grizz to beat the Bobcats? Hmm. I think it'd be nice if they didn't get fucking dominated on the ground. That'd be a start. Run defense. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I don't know. We're going to get him this year. 
I hope you're right. You, you told me that this year, Luke. <laughs> Don't let Mike speak on it. Mike's the jinx. No, I'm the, the, I am picking against the Grizz all the way through until they prove <laughs> All the way through. Smart. All right, that's it for Twitter. All right, let's see what these Grizz are. All right, um, probabilities of football season happening or being canceled. I think we kind of touched this. I think it's a chance. Like I, I feel like it's probably not likely because I don't know that America can is built to handle that. I don't think we're patient enough. But uh, I mean, if there's still this virus that's spreading around in large groups, uh, uh, yeah. Unless we get wider testing, I I don't know if we're going to see movement on reconvening in groups of thousands. Yep. Yep. I don't disagree. Could you imagine a fall without football? No. It'd be weird. Like weird. I would, I mean, if it needs to be done, it needs to be done, but woof, that'd be so strange. Hmm. Let's see. How is it even North end zone? Dan asks, how is it even remotely possible that you guys don't have a marketing deal with Big Sky Brewing for Grizzlogger? It's possible because we don't really burn extra calories to get sponsored. Because <laughs> nobody's ever asked them. So if somebody wants to ask somebody at Big Sky Brewing, let us know. <laughs> we'll, give you the, we'll give you a cut of the lager. <laughs> oh man um mcg says somebody should call bobby and see if he wants to join you you might welcome a change of pace <laughs> if he won't, how about bruce barnum how about both of them that actually would be an awesome Ooh. awesome pod we just need to break the barrier with uh Grizzly Athletics on the, we're not media, but we want to have interviews so we can get OD on, and then we'll go from there. The challenge you will hit is Learfield will probably insert themselves and demand a speaking fee. Uh, speaking from experience. Yeah. Well, thanks for killing that, friend. Wop, wop. Um, let's see. BG Big Dog says, oh, he hoped that we were virtual, so that's good. Um, good. His question was, will missing spring ball be a, a detriment or because no one is participating, will it really matter? I mean, I think it'll be a detriment, but to Luke's point earlier, I think every team is going to be rusty. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> He also wants to know who's washing Luke's hands or are they just covered in alcohol now? Is the pod dog enjoying the additional hands on the dog time? Yeah, uh, yeah for the first time in a long time, I've been washing my hands regularly. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> You're not spilling beer all over it either? Yeah. Good questions. Um, I think the pod dog is mixed between enjoying that people are around more and not understanding why they don't want to play with him constantly while being around. Him. So, 
We'll see. Um, all right. Uh, Coraline Grizz asks, pick one. <laughs> oh. You live your life normally, but the Grizz miss the playoffs for the next three years. Or the Grizz win two of the next three national championships, but for the next three months, you only get to drink Olympia beer. I don't mean that you have to drink Olympia every time you want a beer. I mean, the only thing you can drink is Olympia beer for three months. No water, no coffee, Olympia on your cereal. You are permitted to hydrate yourself through produce, etc. But you cannot take a sip of anything but Olympia. It's in the water for 90 calendar days. Oh, and then, oh. Before you answer, who has an asterisk in here. For Luke, the thong-wearing loophole weasel, the Olympias are paid for and delivered to you. Embrace the hypothetical, you monster. <laughs> I love this guy. I'm coming out strong right now. In Olympia for three months. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, hell like, yeah, man. it's not that bad of a beer. You I mean, it's, die. Well, here's the here's my one hang up. It's that like kidney stones don't like we I don't have like a familiar trait that would say like, you know, people in my men in my family have had kidney stones. I'm clear of all that. But I'm terrified of getting kidney stones because I'm a sissy when it comes to pain tolerance. Every time I think about kidney stones, I chug a gallon of water. So I'm a little <laughs> concerned that three months of nothing but beer might do some like kidney stone damage to me. What do you guys think about that? Well, I just know that the hospitals really have a lot of extra time to fix your kidney stones right now. So you can try to find Yeah, I mean, I'm still getting kidney stones for two national championships, but <laughs> oh my God. Um, there you go. BZ Grizzfan agrees with your guys' choice. He says, easy number two, love me some Olympia. Okay, what cereal pest, or pairs best with Olympia? Oh, God. Rice Krispies, right? I was going to say Crispix, you know, get some water in there with the corn, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. All right. If I brought some Olympia in a uh, sampling of cereals next time, <laughs> would you guys try it? Oh, For the sake of the pod, of course. Need just to. a bite. <laughs> you got. You got to get like. You got to get like. Okay. So what are our cereal choices? So we got Crispix. We got Rice Krispies. Do, what, would you do something sugary? Would you go like Captain Crunch? Pops. Pops. Yeah, pops might be good. I bet fruit like loops that. would be horrible. Oh, oh, like Lucky Charms? Oh, terrible. Yeah, not good. Luke, you'd be happy to know that um, CDA Grizz thinks that Brent and I are probably fulfilling the blading challenge. Um, he sees you more as a scooter guy. You goofing all over for whatever that means. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, that's it there's no more egress question <laughs> <laughs>
Bladen. 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 Always be Bladen. <laughs> well, hey guys, uh, anything, uh, anything else you want to talk about in this, uh, these trying times? Any messages for our listeners? Do you think our listeners are going to understand that we're under two hours on a pod and, and accept this? Or should we just like bullshit for another 20 minutes? I think it's going to be one of the first times where they're really annoyed that we are under two hours. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. We almost, I, I almost feel obligated to bullshit for another 20. <laughs> um, how were the Shelby Coyotes doing in the basketball tournament before uh, it all got called off? Yeah, they, I, they got spanked by Lodgegrass in the first round. Um, they had a they had a solid team, but um, you know Lodgegrass was a tough draw. It hurts. I got I got nothing. I, I'm not going to be able to stretch this out. <laughs> no, I'm good. I got I got nothing else. This has been a good talk, though. I've enjoyed doing this. This is good to get together. We should we should try to continue a few of these every you know three four weeks and maybe. If it's going to be continually socially distanced, maybe we can get a few guests in as well too. I was going to say this 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 platform makes it easy to add a guest. So if you guys want us to interview somebody, tag us on Twitter and tag them and ask for us. So oh, yeah. um, you know, get the work done for us. <laughs> yeah, reach reach out to a beer sponsor for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this for free. We're not charging you. Help out a little bit. Make it all happen. Help us out. Mike's busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's going down. Well, I mean, if we know you, who knows when we're going to see you because we're not allowed to do that. If we don't know right. you, we're definitely not going to see you. So... Yeah, talk soon, guys. Go Grizz. Fight on. Fight on. Wash your hands. <laughs> Don't touch your face, you monsters. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs>